It's time for the Charter Chat Podcast. Please welcome your host, Juliet Lucero. Welcome back to school. I had to take a little pause from the podcast as I had a new baby. I bought a house and I had a very challenging move into my new house. So now I'm getting back into the swing of things. And for episode six, I had the pleasure of interviewing Carrie Wagner, executive director and founder of Girls Athletic Leadership School in Los Angeles. This is the first free public charter school in Los Angeles that is an all-girls school. They also start their day working out together, doing yoga, and they share the campus with one of the district schools. So let's get on with the chat with Carrie. Welcome, everyone. I am Juliet Lucero, and you are tuned into the Charter Chat podcast that features different charter schools from all over. For this episode, I'm excited to have Carrie Wagner from Girls Athletic Leadership School in Panorama City, California. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. I understand you're the founder of the school. So why don't we start out by you telling a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I've been in the charter school movement for over 15 years. I was formerly the chief operating officer at an organization called XED, which provides back office um, to various charter schools. And I got to see all these entrepreneurs come in with their amazing visions and create these schools. And I really was inspired by them all um, and never wanted to start my own until I was introduced to this model. And this model actually comes from Denver. Uh, There's a gal school in Denver. And I saw it, and I was just blown away. It was just everything kind of I stood for. Um, So I'd say after 15 years, I decided to start my own charter school. So it's kind of like a second career for me. But still within the same industry. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so GALS is pretty unique. I haven't seen a lot of charter schools or any charter schools that is like GALS. So tell me a little bit about what makes GALS different. Yeah. So GALS um, is the first all-girls charter middle school in Los Angeles, and uh, we believe in health and wellness is like a key contributing factor to academic success and achievement. And so we start the day doing movement all as a community. The principal's out there. I'm out there. All the teachers are out there with the girls, and we do yoga on Mondays and Wednesdays, and we do hip-hop or circuit training or Zumba dancing on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great way for you to stay fit, too. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little side benefit. The other side benefit is that we all wear yoga pants and um, T-shirts and hoodies. That's the uniform because um, we're just moving all day. But starting the day working out together is really great um, because then all the, all the students go to class and they are, like, energized and ready to go. Um, so the other piece is that we're all girls. Um, So the all-girls piece is really exciting at this age. Um, Research shows that the girls kind of take a a seat back, especially in math and science classes, and that boys get called on more than girls. So if you take the boys out of the equation, only girls are getting called on. So they don't actually step back. They actually are able to lean in. And when you walk into one of our math classes or one of our science classes, like half the girls are raising their hands when that teacher Ask, ask the a question because they're so excited. And I love that. Yeah, I know. I loved math and science growing up yeah. as a kid as well. But I think, you know, typically you don't really see an all-girls school unless it's a private school. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I went to, I was able to go to an all-girls school, and so was our principal, um, but you have to pay for it. So the exciting thing is that now, like, it doesn't matter what your socioeconomic bracket is, like, you have access to an all-girls school. And it's a choice. You know, it's not necessarily the choice for every child or that every parent would want to make, but for the ones that want that choice, they should be able to have it. Yeah, and I think... Middle school is the age where they start getting interested in boys, so you eliminate those distractions. Yeah, exactly. And it's really, it's not so much about that, but that's like a side effect, I guess. Um, But it is more about like confidence and self-esteem and like really the main leaders because, you know, if we have a yearbook club, it's a female that's in charge of that. If we have the newspaper, it's a female that's in charge of that. So it's just so much, there's so much leadership all around them. And then to really be able to focus on, like, in the text, we have strong female leads um, for the text that they're reading. And, um, you know, we'll show little snippets of things, and it's always, like, really um, showing them and giving them a lot of role models that that look like them and feel like them and so that they can, you know, know that pretty much the sky's the limit. Yeah, and I know it's even in the business world, all, um, you know, women-ran businesses, very attractive to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. People really like that versus it being all, all men running and being in charge of the business. So you're with the leadership part of your school, it seems like it's preparing them for to, to be so leaders, leaders. In, in the business world as well. Exactly, exactly. And then the other interesting thing about us, like wearing all of our outfits, um, I said we were moving all day, and it's because we have these things called brain boosts. And so in in every class, you're not really going to see students sitting still for like 55 minutes. You're going to see students moving around. Um, We do like partners, partner read and walk, or we'll do um, a lot of group work, but so that they're moving. And sometimes we'll just completely break and do something super active for three to five minutes. And then that restores them and they're allowed to absorb more after that. Plus, our attendance rate is really high because they all want to come to school because it's really fun. Um, so I think that's, you know, yeah. speaks to a little I bit. I think even the, um, you know, it would be beneficial, the movement for, for the boys because it seems mm-hmm. like boys need to do a lot more activity to get rid of all that energy they have. Yeah. And so the Denver gals I started a boys school this past year it's in the second year and it's doing really well so it's like getting all the energy out and in the middle of class getting all the energy out so that's definitely something that we would look for in the future hopefully here in LA yeah that would be great so you think that's something that you will try to expand to to the boys yeah we're exploring it (laughs) well that's great well how many students do you guys have here yeah so we have 280 students and we just uh, got to our eighth grade class, so we'll have our first graduation this year. Well, congratulations. Thank you. We're excited. There's going to be a lot of tissues and waterproof mascara that's going to be needed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is a beautiful location. I'm here on campus with you, and this is one of the unique charter schools that is actually co-located on one of the school district campuses. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about how that works? Yeah, so we've been really lucky. Um, As you can see, there's like trees in the middle of the campus and it almost feels like a college campus that we're on. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful campus. Yeah, it was was built in 2006, so not very long ago. And um, just having access to like a football field or softball field, we even have access to an Olympic distance swimming pool 
So we have swimming classes for the girls, which is amazing. And it seems to be working out nicely because we're a middle school and we're on a high school campus. So we don't have direct competition. And the high school wants our girls to come to their school. So they're being very friendly to our girls and they're really been welcoming them and our staff. So it's actually been a really positive Prop 39 story. Our first year, we were co-located on a middle school campus Mm. um, at a different location, and that was really challenging. It was just really a toxic environment for us, and um, we needed to get out. So the fact that now we don't have direct competition with our co-location, I think, is huge. Um, And we really have a forward-thinking principal here who, who just has a lot of charisma and energy and really wants to bring this school up. Yeah, and they're so lucky to have access to, like, the swimming pool and things like that. Because at middle school, you usually don't get access to that in general. I know. And to have access to that as a charter school is is amazing. I know. We feel really, really, really lucky. Um, And just trying to keep things as harmonious as possible here. So are you planning to stay at this location for quite some time? Yeah, we'd like to. This is a great place for us. And and because we're an athletic school, to have access to those kind of amenities is is huge. Are you a teacher, student, or parent of a charter school and have a story to tell about your school? Head on over to charterchatpodcast.com to send in your story to be read on the show. Yeah, so I understand you're in your third year now. Mm -hmm. So how is that? Has each year been a little bit better, better? You said this is your first graduating year. Yeah, I mean, our biggest challenge has been the facilities. I mean, we've had to move three times in three years, and I know that that's the biggest issue that charter schools face. Especially in L.A. area. Yeah, and so it was painful to have to, like, move our community every year. Um, Fortunately, our enrollment stayed the same, so that was good. We didn't lose too many people as a result of the moves, but it was just challenging to go through that for the staff and for the families and even for me. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward. I mean, it, it, it was worth it if this is where we got to, you know, land. Right. And as long as we can stay here for a while, it will be a really great story. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a challenge that, you know, all of us charter schools face is the facilities. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's a huge challenge and I think it's going to get even harder and harder as the population grows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've been in the charter school world for a while, even mm-hmm. though not necessarily running a charter school, but <laughs> yeah. do you think there's anything you would have known you wish you would have known starting out that you know now? Well, I always respected and admired my charter school clients, you know, when I was at XED, and I knew that it was a lot of work, but I had no idea how much work it was. Um, like, um, we always say here, like, if we had known how much work it was, like, would we have started it? Now we're okay because we're completely over, like, the, the initial the, hurdles. Initial hurdles, although I know that, you know, new hurdles keep coming in. Um, so I would say I was lucky because I had seen so many, so many successes and I, at, through XED, and I see, like, all these church schools doing really good things. So I wanted to kind of model myself after, after them. Um, including, you know, like the composition of my board and the composition of my team and even the teachers. I I feel like um, we've had a lot of success because of 
oh, your previous knowledge. experience. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, when you work with so many schools, you kind of see what works and what didn't work. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, okay, great. I, I learned from them. You're a little <laughs> bit more prepared than some of the, when it's just a teacher maybe going and starting a school where they don't know anything about the back office portion or mm-hmm. the business aspects of running a school right they're very passionate because they're teachers and they want all the you know students to learn but right. <laughs> but that's what works so well here too because I have a, a founding principal Vanessa Garza and she um, focuses on the instruction and then I focus on everything else so I just some of these charter schools that are started with just like one person that that maybe only taught for a few years I don't know how they do it. You know, like, I just feel like it's not sustainable. Um, And we've been able to make it really sustainable because we both, like, handle a heavy load, but it's not on one person's shoulder. And And you complement each other's skill sets. Exactly. Exactly. So I definitely think it's great to have, like, the two, you know, two people up at the top there focused, one focused on instruction and the other one focused on all the compliance that comes through on a daily basis which drives me crazy which is constantly ever changing yeah yeah and then like having to fill things out differently the next year but I mean it's crazy I feel like it's the death by a thousand paper cuts the compliance emails that I've been getting (laughs) well at least you probably have a good authorizer that's keeping tabs on you (laughs) I mean it's LAUSD so we definitely get a very intense uh oversight visit every year with four binders that takes months to prepare for. So we definitely have oversight and accountability in LUSD. Definitely the theme. Uh, Do you guys have any recent accomplishments that you want to share with our audience? We're now WASC accredited, which we're very excited about. Um, So that's good. And then we just continue to have like amazing partnerships. So success that I'm excited about is we just uh, completed a partner, not completed, hopefully we'll continue, but a partnership with Meals on Wheels where the girls wrote Valentine's Day cards to all these seniors. So when they got their meals, they actually got this like really beautiful, deep um, letter from the girls. And so really like teaching the girls about service and giving back and also leading with your heart is important to us here. So I'm really proud that we did that. It was 300 cards that got delivered. Wow. So that was awesome. And I love the intergenerational um, partnership there, too, to have, like, girls, you know, you know, working together with seniors seems really exciting to me. So I look forward to more partnerships like that. Yeah, I think a lot of times this day and age, they don't respect their elders like we were previously mm-hmm. brought up to do. Right. So that's really nice and something that they probably are getting a lot out of yeah yeah they definitely were asking if they could go and deliver the meals and stuff which we can't do but um, <laughs> probably for liability for purposes. liability reasons. but <laughs> it was really sweet that they you know want to figure out more ways that they can be involved and be engaged yeah we did one uh, we do some community services at my uh, company too and we did some for seniors where we potted plants and mm. took them to the seniors. Oh, that's a nice idea. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of different things you can do and community service projects that they can do. We did, we made um, pets, uh, to, like pet toys we put together for local animal shelters, things Aww. like that. So That's awesome. They would definitely be down for the pet toys <laughs> for sure. They all, when we ta- asked them to talk about like, 
what issue are you really passionate about? A lot of them are bring up animal cruelty. Mm. That's kind of on the forefront of their mind at this age. And well, with that's girls, good. I don't know. So. Do you want to help us get the word out? Help us get the show in the ears of more listeners. You can do that by going to iTunes, subscribing, and leaving a comment. Now back to the show. Well, do you think there's, is there anything else that you want to share with about your school? Yeah, I think the only thing I didn't really go into too much, and it's like the forefront of our school is our social emotional component. So every day the girls, after we all work out together, we say this student pledge in an assembly with everyone where it's things like, I know who I am. I know that I matter. I know what matters to me. I take good care of my body. And uh, it's got about 10 lines on it. And it's really powerful. We call it like vitamins to your soul. So they start the day like that. And then um, we, we have a class that's called the GAL series. And it's just as long as math and science and English and history. And it's a class where they're learning like education of the heart. So it's like compassion for themselves and compassion for others how to deal with themselves when they're not feeling so great. What what does it feel like when they're not feeling so great? How can they express emotions? Um, how to deal with conflicts when there's been a problem and learning that a lot of conflicts are because of misunderstandings, not because of ill communication and communication. So these girls are pretty evolved um, and they, they get it sixth through eighth for an hour a day. So we're really excited about that. And I think that's important because with, Everything going on with bullying and even the teen suicides today. Right. I mean, it's that, that huge uh, mental health component. Exactly. And social, emotional is, is, is a big thing at the schools, and we need to be teaching more of that. Yeah. Um, like coping skills, too. You know, like, what do you do when you wake up feeling really sad? Or what do you do when you're just really angry? You can't contain it. You know, like that kind of thing, I think, is huge. I just was reading a... It was an op-ed in the L.A. Times this weekend about um, the Dalai Lama saying, like, we need schools that are, like, doing education of the heart. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this article, and I was like, we're doing it at girls, but we need more. We need more people, you know, really making it a priority because I feel like it's what will allow the girls to make healthy relationship choices in the future because they know that they're worthy, so they're going to only surround themselves, you know, with people that treat them well and then also just, like, success, you know, in the workplace because you have to deal with people. You don't get to pick, you know, you get to pick <laughs> who you date, but you don't get to pick who you are, you know, working, you're working with. with. So you're going to have to deal with, you know, different personalities that might not totally jive with your own personality. And just, like, knowing how to navigate that is awesome. So I can't wait to, I mean, we only have eighth graders now. So I'm like, I can't wait to hear the stories in, like, seven years after they. Yeah, after they've gone through high, high school, school and. College. I know some of the other middle schools I've talked to have students that have gone into high schools, different high schools, and all of their students from the middle school took, you know, leadership roles at the high school, and they, they did a good That's job awesome. in middle school with them. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to hear um, I think that that's great. And also just I hope they come back and, you know, into their community and our leaders um, here. And really, uh, even some of them hopefully could become elected officials. Be <laughs> we awesome. definitely need that. Yes. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check in with you guys again later on once you have some more um, students that have gone through the next level. And yeah. See how they're doing. Yeah. Oh, and the last 
Last thing I do want to share is just the idea that we're a single gender school at this time and day where there's a lot of gender fluidity. So people always ask about that and we're super open and fluid ourselves. So our Denver um, flagship school has already dealt with at least um, 10 different um, examples of this, but we have um, girls that have transitioned to boys and they're allowed to stay at gals if they want. But what we found in Denver was that they wanted to return to, to co-ed school, or, which yeah. makes sense to me. And if someone identifies as a girl, they can come to gals. And it's just a very supportive environment. We have a staff member who's transgender and that's great. He's a great role model for the girls. So um, it's just an environment that creates a lot of um, support and love just for for everyone and who they are and who they choose to be and who they who they um who they are you know just inside <laughs> I guess yeah and that's important because I know here in California there's you know certain laws and regulations that need to be followed amongst the transgender and mm-hmm. the rules and everything so we're definitely on the forefront here in California of doing <laughs> things <laughs> yeah and apparently Denver is too because you know Denver and you know I think gals ends up attracting attracting um, girls in that, you know, might be feeling a little bit different. I'm not sure, but um, it just creates an environment where they feel comfortable, you know, talking, talking about things. What type of student normally comes to gals? Well, we have a spectrum, you know, but there's definitely these girls that just are excited about the movement and they're excited about um, this classroom that doesn't really feel so uptight and stuffy you know it's like more it's a loud classroom and the halls are loud um so I feel like they're drawn drawn for that and the parents are usually drawn to us because they they do see the social emotional curriculum being really powerful for the girls and then sometimes we have fathers that are drawn to us because their daughters are kept away from the boys longer <laughs> no that's not our focus but it is a, a, a little bit of a, a side a side benefit I guess for the fathers <laughs> yep for those fathers that don't want their girls getting married till they're 30 <laughs> well it's definitely great talking to you today, Carrie. Uh, where can our audience find out more about your school? Do you have a website? We do, yeah. So it's galsla.org. Very, very simple. So all of our information is on there, and they're welcome to contact me directly. My information is also on the website. Well, that's great. Well, thank you for taking the time today to talk about your school on the podcast. And I just want to remind our audience to put kids first. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Charter Chat Podcast. Be sure to visit charterchatpodcast.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Just remember to put kids first. See you next time.